Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, without fail, every time we're about to go into Shavasana, which is, like, the last relaxation pose, everyone's, like, blissed out going into their yoga mat, and then it's, like, cooler on, you know? It's, like, dang it, every time. That might be the, um, I just started recording, that might be the catch for the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So, uh... Like, Okay, Hi. Well, Hi again. Th- this is awkward because this is our second take. Yeah, so we're gonna, I guess, jump right in. This is our second take. This is our second take. Um, yep. We originally recorded before Christmas, and yes. we are back on the second of the new year. Yeah. Uh, so new January year, same 2nd. us. And we're going to go ahead and thank Monica for doing this on the second day of the year. Yeah, thank no you. problem. And it's not Monica Williams, right? It's not. That is, no, Williams has nothing to do with me at all. Yeah, yeah it is Acosta. Yeah, Acosta is the we'll, last we'll thing. never forget that. That's ever. right. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell us tell us since we're we're in here in a casual kind of situation right now we're going to introduce you and talk to you a little bit about what you do and then I want to ask you about your holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So we're here with Monica Acosta. 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 <laughs> right. It's a nice flow. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. It does. It's got a little, little flow to yeah, it. Yeah, it And so, why are we here? Yeah, Where are we with you? We right are now? in Space Yoga Studio okay. right now. Yeah. And what's your relation to Space Yoga Studio? Um, I'm the owner. Okay. I'm the owner of Space. Fantastic. Yep. Okay. So tell us, let's start with this. Let's start with some holiday talk. Okay. Where'd you spend your Christmas? Um, I spent my Christmas on the couch. Fantastic. At my house. Nice. Mm-hmm. I made a whole bunch of food, like way more than was actually necessary for eating. Mm-hmm. And it was all delicious. Yeah. So. I definitely overate as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I overate. I ate the appropriate amount. Oh, I All day overate. long. All day long. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's like small portions, but just normal portions all day. Yeah. It was like a constant meal. So what's, basically. what's a Christmas meal to you? Whatever I want it to be. Okay. Really. What was it this year? Um, this year, oh my gosh, it was so many things. It was like me and my best friend. Okay. Um, who we do this thing where we say, um, yeah, we're not going to cook too much. We're just going to do right. like a little bit. We're just, it's not, it's just the two of us. It's like yeah. not going to be. And so then, each of you makes enough for one person for the whole day. Well, we just, we start compiling all the things yeah. we really want to eat. And so it turns into like, you know, that's the Christmas feast. So sure. this year we had, she made some sweet potatoes, some mac and cheese, um, I smoked a turkey on my Rectech. Nice. Listen, nice. this Rectech, this is such a backstory. I'm not even going to go into it, but I am like <laughs> obsessed with this grill. Um, so I, we smoked a turkey for like two hours or something. I don't know. I've never done it before, but wow. I have to say I killed it. It was delicious. You have to say. <laughs> I have to no, say. No, if you kill killing, uh, cooking a turkey, you have to talk about uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was like a turkey breast, you know, but anyways, I'm still <laughs> proud. I'm still proud of it. Um, I made some collard greens. Nice. Um, we made an assortment of desserts. New Year's Eve what was New Year's Eve. Same same thing. New Year's Eve. What did I cook for New Year's Eve? Uh, it was also my friend and both of our sons, and we yeah we ate food. Oh, we made burgers. We Fantastic. made burgers nice. and A classic. She bought me an air fryer for Christmas. Oh, that's a nice friend. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> she really is. I mean, she's I deeply love her. Um, but it's. Have you ever used one before? Yes. yes. It's like a microwave, but better. 
First of all, Cleaner. how dare you say microwave? <laughs> it's <laughs> we, clean. We had a whole conversation about how this better not be a microwave. It's not. Um, it's, it's got so the it's, convenience of a microwave. Yeah, well, okay. I'm anti-microwave, so mm-hmm. that was... I can tell. You know, really? Yeah. Do I just look that way? <laughs> I have that anti-microwave look. You have the, the vibe. The moment you walked in the door. <laughs> yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, that I girl does not use a microwave. <laughs> Throw yeah. them away. So when we, we used it, but it felt different, right, than a microwave? Yeah, it, it feels is. different. Yeah. It's definitely more of a spaceship. Um, yeah. Yes. It's Spaceship definitely vibes. more futuristic <laughs> than a microwave. But so we did like, we just basically threw sort all sorts of things in there. Cool. Um, and it was the first time we used it and we really need some time with it. <laughs> we basically like kind of burnt everything. Well, you've got a whole year to use it. That's right. And we ate it anyways. I was like, Hey, we cooked it. I mean, we're grateful. We have food. So we ate all the burnt. And of course our sons were like, ugh. Can't well, do fantastic. it. Yeah. Happy holidays. Thanks, Happy you holidays. too. We and made it. We did. And, and Chris <laughs> and I actually made it um, at Savannah River Brewery. Yeah, we... Believe fun. it or not. Fun. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we, we uh, had a great time. It was called Bootleggers... The Bootleggers Beer Bash. Yes. And B3. It was Sounds a very, criminal. It was a very good turnout. There were about Sounds 150 cr- people there plus. <laughs> it was fantastic. The food was by Caterworks, and it's incredible. What was it, like, an, like a party? Yeah, it was, it was a cool. yeah, New Year's Eve party. Yeah, it was. Oh, it New Year's Eve, cool. Yeah, it was from eight to one, and it you know it was really good. We had good music from Amplified Events. We had cool. Um, there was a toasting champagne beer, which they did learned. a beer just Very for that night. Interesting. Yeah, it was. Champagne beer. Was it delicious? It was good. It was very. It good. was not. I was expecting more of a champagne. Yeah, it was very beer. Very, very uh, beer. Very ale. Well, but it's, it's a but beer, I, right? It's got a strong ale. What vibe wasn't? To it. It's funny because my wife and I, I, I didn't mind it. It was in a really cool glass too. But my wife wasn't a fan. Neither was uh, her other. My my buddies. Her significant other. <laughs> my bud. No, no, I'm like, no. Neither no. was your friend's wife. Yeah, it was my friend's wife, friend. and uh, <laughs> and uh, she they were dumping it in my friend's glass, giving him more. And uh, we found out at the end that that was 10.5% alcohol. In the end. So he... Sounds like a good story. We made it. That's a good champagne. But <laughs> right. someone didn't make it last night. We won't call Blaine out. No. You know <laughs> but anyways, no, it was a good time. It was a blast. And but people, that is risky, people you know, dressed up. People calling yeah. it champagne. Yes. When it's a beer. It was, it was, dry. actually, I have had champagne beer. They use champagne yeast. Yeah. But they did not do that. They used white grapes. Yeah. Oh, and so it was a bit, it neat. taste, it had a dry finish. It was a dry beer taste. Dry but they also, which cool. Which Sounds was very cool. For those that yeah. aren't as big on that, they also had the seltzer. Yes. The cranberry, cranberry seltzer. Yeah. But anyways, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we had a great time. Sounds yeah. fun. Thank you fun. to the SRBC for having us out. Yes. And for putting up with all those people. And it for was putting fun. up That's with That's a lot of people. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. So, right. uh, but yeah, we'll anyways, move right along. moving on. So I'm going to be honest, and this is our second time recording. But yeah. When yes. you had first originally told us that you are a yoga don- do- donation base, mm-hmm. I immediately assumed that all your profits go to a donation. You mean like a non-profit? A non-profit, Uh but in our first time recording, I learned otherwise. (laughs) We had a long conversation. Yes, we did. It was long. Because I feel like if I if I see donation based, that's my first thought. 
but you're going to tell us I am. that it's totally different and it's totally cooler. Yes. Well, both are cool, but if you're, this it, is it cool. It is different. This yeah. is, is different. It if is. you're an economist, buckle up. You're about to love this yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's, very, it's interesting. So <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people have that, actually, that reaction. They hear donation and they think it's like nonprofit related, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, we do have a nonprofit arm here right. at the studio. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about that later. Yeah, same. Thank you for reminding same. me. Um, about that. So the donation-based system, essentially we have a a sign on our desk that says donation-based does not mean free because Mm -hmm. actually the bigger situation with calling something donation-based is not that people think it goes to a charitable cause. It's that people think it's optional payment. Mm. Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, And so we really drive home the idea that, you know, it's not free. Mm-hmm. What it means is you can pay whatever you want. So instead of saying your yoga class is going to cost you $15 uh, today, we say, what do you think that this yoga class is worth to you? Mm-hmm. And we do have a suggested donation. And the reason for that is because a lot of people, this is a very new concept for yeah. people. And so if a new person comes into the studio and they check in at the desk, they're expecting us to go, thank you for coming to yoga. It'll be $15 today. Yeah. And we go, thank you for coming to yoga. What would you like to pay? And it's a lot of like blank stares. Right. You know? I see so, why. Yeah. Um, and, and I think when we first started it um, as donation based, which was really about a year, not even a full year into opening the studio, I, when I switched everything over. Um, but what I noticed is a lot of people were really uncomfortable mm-hmm. with I don't know if it's like there's a social pressure, like you're standing there and everyone's going to hear what you pay or, or something. I, that has a lot. To I, bet, I bet that yeah. is. And I, I didn't think about that. You know, mm-hmm. I try to anticipate all the problems, but I fail many times. So I did we not anticipate that. I just thought this, I thought of myself, I thought this would be great. I would love to be able to pay whatever I want. And I didn't really think about the sort of social repercussions of that. Um, so we do have some set price options that a lot of people choose those because, for example, we have a pass and the pass is $108 and you get the, um, it punches out immediately from the it's a digital pass. Okay. So yeah. a lot of people just choose that because they can purchase that from home and then when they come in, they just get checked in to the class and they oh, don't that's have neat. to. I didn't yeah. think, I don't think you mentioned that last time. Um, I don't know what I mentioned last time. I remember we had a very good time and you guys were in the swings. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That was a good time. Um, so yeah, it was, did you feel it the it day was, after? It was a, yeah, it was, I honestly could use it today. Yeah. yeah. Just the stretch. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, when you do it once, you're like, it's like crazy. You can't yeah. ever give it up. Um, so yeah, we do have some set price options for that reason specifically. So okay. people who feel a little bit uncomfortable just saying, I'll pay whatever. Yeah. And we actually have a lot of people who switch between the options. So um, if let's say the thing about the class pass is it's a set price, but it expires. So okay. if they think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to use all these classes in the amount of time, then they'll purchase you know, else. yeah, just by okay. the class or whatever. So just for people to know at home, what we're saying is there's a set price to a, a yoga class, but that is not optional, but is it's suggested because you can mm-hmm. come in and if you are already a member of a gym and you have another subscription, maybe you're doing HelloFresh as well and you're doing all these subscriptions mm-hmm. 
and your gym might offer yoga, but you want to do it on more community-based, yeah. this is an option for you because it's something you can afford. And mm-hmm. you, you mentioned pay what you want, and right. the way I think of it is pay what I can. That as well. Because mm-hmm. you're also, an average human being is going to come in, and they're not going to, you know, just come in. Nobody knows the intrinsic value of yoga. Right, until they experience it. The average human being is also not just going to come in and pay you three dollars because that's what they can that day. Right, they're what they're doing. What you can do is you can actually budget this yoga class. Right, which but you know the beauty of the system is that if someone does need to come to yoga and they can only pay three dollars, they are able to do that. Right. So I think the way that I would describe it is not so much like that we have a set price mm-hmm. and people can pay whatever they want, but that we have a suggested price, but we don't turn anyone away. We won't turn anyone away for well, a lack a nice, of funds. That's a nice little credence. Thanks. We need to put that on something. Thanks. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really the concept. Cause I think okay. we, we also did talk about it in the last one mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll talk about it forever and ever. <laughs> it, the reason for that is because I think that the people who really need yoga the most are the ones who are, traditionally it has been most inaccessible to financially. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is that? um, Well, because it's a service-based industry. So, you know, when someone walks into um, Ubora Coffee, for example, Mm -hmm. and they're getting a coffee, right? They have a product in their hand when they leave the building. So Mm -hmm. there's a sort of a psychological impact of the exchange. Yeah. I give you money, you give me Quantifiable. coffee. Quantifiable. Right. Yeah. That's I'm a good word. Yes. I'm drinking my money. Right. Exactly. I'm drinking my money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when they come into the studio, there's no, they're not leaving with a product, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why I, I, with my instructors and with all of the people who are part of the community, we really are, are pushing the idea of, of the value of the community itself, the value of the service, the benefits it has in your life. So it's a little bit of a difficult sell sometimes to say, you can come in here and you can pay this money and you can leave with no you product. You can leave feeling better. Right. <laughs> right. But there's no product in yeah. your hand. So yeah. I think, um, you know, going back to the question about value, which I think that was your question, right? I go on tangents. Value we was discussed. T- we talked about value. <laughs> oh, right. You were talking about um, the inaccessibility financially. Yeah. yeah. I think the reason for that is because... Um, traditionally, right? So we have a building here and there are teachers that work here. All these mm-hmm. things are overhead. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to say I need to pay a certain amount of overhead, I have to set a price based on that overhead that will tell me how many bodies I need in the building yeah. in order to make that work. Yeah. Well, I don't really subscribe to that belief. I mean, I believe this is this has value I remember on this own. because you're an anarchist. Absolutely. I love it. Chaos all day, every day. I don't make a meal. I make everything I want to eat. We just eat it slowly. <laughs> I love that. Over the course of the day. I don't know if that is kind of anarchy, I think. That's I mean, like listen, it was anarchy in the kitchen all day. But now you've got an air fryer, so you just make it all and then you heat it that up. That was anarchy too. I was like, can we fry it? Throw it in there. <laughs> you can fry it See how it works. Yeah. So yeah. let's back up a little bit. Um, you are, you're Monica. You mm-hmm. are the owner of Space Yoga. Yes. Um, and that's what you've been doing for a couple of years, but this has not been your life. So no, talk to us a little not. bit about your, your, your coming up process. So okay. you went to high school at Alleluia, right? I did. I'm glad you remembered that. I re- did I you Google everything. that? Did you look it up? Yeah, did you call 1-800-YES-LORD? It's on your LinkedIn. 
I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you have a LinkedIn. No, that is not true. The phone number is true. Wow. I should, uh, we'll we'll have to do an episode where we call that number. I fully support this, actually. What I will actually support is you recruiting multiple Alleluia members, Mm. children, Mm. And saying, hey, guys, let's get together and call 1-800-YES-LORD. Having not called that number, I cannot endorse this listen, idea. Listen, I endorse it. That's All hilarious. my former Alleluia peeps, I know they endorse it as well. Okay, so so tell us this. Tell us how, how it was growing up at, and going to Alleluia. Oh, it was unique. It was unique. And where um, is that for our people that don't it's know? It's in South Augusta. It's okay. actually, um, hold on to your hats, people. Uh, it's in a little a little neighborhood in South Augusta that it was a former, I think it was part of like a military base. So um, it's like kind of creepy. All the houses look the same. And now it's nice. called Faith Village. If you've been there, you had to look like you've been there. Yeah, I've, I actually have a couple <laughs> friends that, that are all about Alleluia Community as well. So I'm trying to hold my breath a little bit. But it, Listen, it's called, all. I know it as Alleluia Community. It is Alleluia Community. It is an organization that's the diplomatic word yeah, that I'm going to use. And I'm using that word because my family is still part of Alia, And I also have very good friends from Alia who are both still part of it and no longer a part yeah. of it. Um, okay. You know, because it's been around since 1973. So it's not new. Um, and what I did love about Alia and what I think actually I, I've often like attributed some of what I do now to this idea is that it was a very close-knit community. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, the school that I went to, there were 24 people in my graduating class and those people have been in the same class since we were, I mean, I came later, um, mm-hmm. in the fifth grade, but they, a lot of them were together since they were children. So, and even if you look at the, the scope of the whole school, there might be several hundred kids in mm-hmm. from K through 12. Yeah. So, you know, everybody also, you're all living in the same neighborhood. So you're seeing people, you know, their parents. So there is a particular type of um, a sense of community. Did that help you when you started this business to have Um, I think it's one thing I will say, um, I think it's one thing they've done very well. You know, they've really created even people like if you, (laughs) if you say, Hey, you're from Aliyah and you just give me a random last name of someone else in Aliyah. I know, I know their whole family. Um, and so it does create a real supportive sense and a lot of stability and, and absolutely, I think, when I'm working with people here in the studio and I'm working on building that sense of community, yeah. I would say it's very connected to that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alleluia, please reach out to us. Please sponsor this episode. 1-800-SPACE-YOGA-STUDIO. We've, we've, <laughs> we've been talking about you for a couple minutes now, so yeah. I think it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, um, oh, you can talk to them. Get it on there. Get it on. Yeah, um, that's a good story. So, moving on. So, you graduated from Alleluia. I did. Alleluia High School in mm-hmm. a year. Um, and then in you one went year. To, uh-huh. You went to college. And where where did you go? I went to um, the university formerly known as Augusta State. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And university. what what was it you studied? I studied um, language, French and Spanish. So I have a degree Sorry. in French and degree in Spanish. Where where did that come from? Because I like this. My story. heart. There you go. That's the short version. <laughs> that is, the short that is version. such a short. I think we talked about that for a while. We yes. talked about it yeah. for a while last yeah. time. Um, I just always have loved language. I think I talked about being a lazy student. And you talked about the secret code. Oh. 
Yes. I did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I Because Aulia is small, back to that topic. Um, and it's very insular. Yeah. So the secret code that you're referring to is the fact that I... The Spanish language. I did. I thought, this is great. I'm going to break this code. I'm going to... You know, and then upon leaving, realized that, um, you know, a whole bunch of people speak that language. So <laughs> I was... It a ripoff. It really, I was hurt. I was Worst very... Worst code ever. Very, I was seriously like, what? You know, I was feeling like... Isn't there like a book where there's like twins that speak a code and they're like running through the walls or something? I felt like one of them. And then it was like my whole world just shattered, you know. Um, But, you know, language has given me access to a lot of cultural concepts, a lot of different um, mindsets, a lot Mm -hmm. of perceptions of the world that are really not what we hold here, just in the English language in general. Um, So it was really instrumental for me in, in just becoming who I am now and then especially like leaving all and realizing like hey it's not just not a secret code there's like a whole world outside of faith village yeah it is actually of English speaking country right or or community yeah Yeah. it was Um, it was a it was sort of like a blast into a much larger world for me gotcha and so where did that take you what did you end up doing out of college um I went to the University of Florida and I did graduate work there um and I taught yeah I remember this (laughs) Good timing on that. They the fought. Way, Florida there was won a their brawl. They did. They did. Shout out to Florida. More shout out to LSU for their bowl game. Yeah. But shout out to Florida. Shout out to all the people who know nothing about sports. That too. Shout that out to them. We need to yeah, care about yeah. them too. We, they, they, have, they matter. I'll start caring about them a lot more <laughs> after football season. <laughs> <laughs> That's You know what? You had haterade for breakfast. <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> I respect it a lot. Um, so yeah, I went to Florida, University of Florida. I did graduate work there and I also taught there. Okay. Um, and then I had my son. Teaching languages. Spanish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, specifically. So my undergrad work was in French and Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my graduate work was in Hispanic linguistics. So I just kind of switched over just to the Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then I've been teaching Spanish ever since. I still teach Spanish. You still teach Spanish where? At what is now Augusta University. That's good. Right oh, up the let's street. Let's go ahead and skip the middle ground, which was Georgia Regency. We yeah, just forget that about one. that. Bye. But Get I out might of as here. well. I feel like it's <laughs> my uh, MO to Chris must have drank his up. degree real quick. Oh, you have a degree from there? Yeah. I do. <laughs> I know. And I am not going to hang up my Rip diploma. off. <laughs> that, listen, that's rough for you. I know. Trust me. Hey, I've talked to the right people, and the right people have told me... <laughs> That I'm, gonna, that I'm going to get it's an coming. AU diploma. Meanwhile, my That's prestigious <laughs> political science degree from Augusta University. Yeah. Wow. So, like, do you get jobs where they're like, "That's not a real university"? Well, luckily, I've had a job since. Okay, that's good. So I haven't You're had to worry about that. It hasn't come um, up yet. And good. luckily, it's been in Augusta. Everybody knows the crap oh, okay. that happens. That's so, good. but if I had to go out, a super relevant. I mean, that's probably. I'd say that I go to a university. I'm one of two thousand graduates <laughs> of uh, GRU. Very prestigious. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So exclusive. prestigious that when I graduated, They're they like, changed the name. We're out of here. Bye. Right. Thank so, you for attending. So but, uh, <laughs> I, I want to direct this to Space Yoga Studios. Yeah. So, yeah. But before we do that, Chris, you just brought up moving. Yeah. And speaking of moving, there's somebody very important to us that we need to talk about right now. There is. And, and that's uh, our great friend, Nancy Powell. This I, intro in the middle is pretty nice. I okay. don't know. Maybe that's, we'll just do this from now on. I like that. It's very, it's yeah. very 
chaotic. Very so chaotic. those of you that don't know what you were listening to, we are Drop Disgusta. We are a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're here dropping the discs. We're sponsored by Nancy Powell, which is why we brought her up. Yeah. And Chris, what is her fancy title? She is a Very real estate this. associate broker. A real estate associate broker. What, what does that words. mean? I would like you to tell everybody. <laughs> Because right now I'm renting and I don't know anything about buying a home. A real estate associate broker means that she can buy or sell your property for you or, or help you with the process. She's not going to buy your house. I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody call her to sell their house to her. But um, she might like that. Yeah, she maybe investment. If, if she's looking for a house, Nancy, let us know. We'll find you a house. Yeah, I think that's her job though. But you've gone through it. Her I've been personally. working with her right now. Actually, I'm closing on a house uh, the day after we release this podcast. Very cool. excited on about that. Nancy has been awesome. There is not a time in the day that she will not call me or text me if she needs something, which I need somebody like that in my life uh, because I'm a little bit chaotic myself. Yeah. Um, she's putting everything together. I trust her. She's fantastic. And I would advise anybody to get the Nancy Powell experience. And I want to reiterate this. We're at the beginning of the year, 2020. Beginning and, of the uh, year. My wife and I, we've been renting for four years, and we're mm-hmm. actually going to go through the process of purchasing some home, hopefully in Lake For or Forest Hills area, which nice would be area. great. Uh, and um, we've never bought a home. So we're planning to do this in the summer. Nancy has asked us to get together with her tomorrow morning so she can That's basically like learn. So she can go through the processes, maybe start looking at where we need to get a loan or whatnot, and go ahead and tell us what we need to be expecting. She's on our game. Oh, yeah, because we're, we're all about saving. My wife needs to know how much. You yep. know, like what is an appropriate amount to put down so you're solid, like mm-hmm. what kind of price range here what does that mean monthly for us once we purchase mm-hmm. what are the unexplained fees that we don't know there's about? a lot of questions. there's a lot so of things and it's awesome that she's willing to knowing that we're not looking to buy until you know june she's willing january to be investing your time in us yeah, and i think great. that's cool that's a lot right there mm-hmm. so she's all about helping out the first time home buyers which shout is out great. to nancy yeah and her email is Nancy, Nancy at open. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to do the same the whole thing. I did, but I was I really like, did. we've done that before, and people think it's weird. I kind of like that. Yeah, scare Sean Franco. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay, I'll let you do this, Chris. Okay, yeah, it's all good. It's Nancy at open to no Nancy, Nancy at, at open to, to close, close dot, dot com dot team. team. I, I listened. Nancy at open to close dot, dot team. team. Nice, very nice. Speaking of team, <laughs> somehow we're gonna bring this back to space yoga. <laughs> well, actually, I had a I had a question because I don't do yoga. Mm-hmm. I would like to get into yoga, and I feel like part of that is because it was trendy and it was something to do. <laughs> right. But it's not. You were talking about people that need yoga. Absolutely. So first of all, what classes do you offer here? And then second of all, why would someone want to do yoga? Why do we need it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I need it to survive my life. Okay. I mean, I it's a lifestyle for me, and mm-hmm. we really encourage um, all of the people who come to the studio to see it that way as well. Yeah. Um, it's really easy, and I think particularly because um, it has been sold as like a physical movement, mm-hmm. which it is. It's a physical movement practice. It is yeah. that also. Um, 
I think a lot of people view it as like fitness, which yeah. it is. I mean, if you, I don't know, you said you've not done yoga, but if you have tried it, have you ever tried it at all? Uh, P90X. Okay. Well, so you know it's hard. <laughs> I know it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. challenging. And that usually surprises people. Um, and a lot of people, I think, connect yoga with like flexibility and it is some of that, but it is a lot of other things as well. Um, and we, the more that we're driving home this idea that yoga is not just about physical fitness it's yeah. really about i think whole life fitness um you know your emotional health your your mental health your physical health all of those things together um i think we see people coming for a variety of reasons we absolutely like we have hot yoga and power yoga for example okay. those are really physically challenging practices so we do have people come to the studio who are looking just <clears throat> for a physical fitness type thing um, and then we have other classes like uh, a, what we call a slow flow or a restorative class, which is more meditative movement. So it is movement, but it kind of goes really slow. Um, mm. And there's a lot of breathing techniques and stuff like yeah. that. So that works better. I mean, I think they all work great for stress management, depending on where you are in your life. But we do see people coming in for things like stress management, working with their own like struggles with anxiety or depression, and and we actually tailor our classes. We do teach from an adaptive adaptive perspective. So oh, that's cool. That's we we, cool. we tailor towards that specifically. So how long has Space Yoga been open? We have been open almost six years total. Okay. Um, we've been in the building we're in now, which is on the corner of Central and Montesano Avenue. Z avenues two avenues yeah. um <laughs> we've been here for a little over two years now um and we were actually just down the street for the rest of the time so. okay okay so what prompted you to go from teaching foreign language to opening a yoga studio um i think the teaching element was was a big part of it okay. for me so you know, I've, I've done yoga for a really, really long time and I've always loved it. Um, and then as my son was getting a little older and was a little bit more independent and, you know, I stopped being like cool and fun mom. It was just like, Ugh, I've got friends now, you know? Uh, yeah. So when that transition started how, happening, how old is he? he'll be 11 next month. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's worse now than it's ever been. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. I think it worse. only gets worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm bracing myself for it. But, um... So when he started getting a little older and he was like in school, um, at kindergarten, I thought, well, you know, I have some free time. I also love to fill my time with work, just work, 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 constant work. Right. Um, cause like, what else am I going to do with my mm -hmm. life? You know? So I thought, Hey, I was teaching at AU and I thought this is the little thing that I could do. It really was like a hobby job. It was like a side thing that I was interested in. Yeah. Uh, the teaching is really what was the element that kind of propelled me forward. I didn't really think about having a yoga studio so I could do yoga. I thought about having a yoga studio so I could teach yoga. So originally you wanted to teach it, but you didn't want to teach it at a gym or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really drawn to those types of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of like restraints sometimes that they put on you um, in different facilities. You have like rules to follow and you know I hate rules. Yeah. I, I want to make the rules or break the rules. Mm -hmm. Th that's how I live my life. <laughs> So, um, I just was feeling very, and then also there's a, there's an idea, there's a very clear idea of like what yoga is supposed to be that a lot of fitness places, they don't insist that you do it that way, but they kind of cling to that notion that it's just fitness. This is mm -hmm. just for fitness. True. And so I felt like I was losing the ability to share what was most important in the practice to me. So 
I kept saying, I just need a space. If I can just get a space, I will, that then I can teach. Mm -hmm. And this tiny little building came up right down the street from where we are now. And I, it was, I thought I could teach five classes or something and that, you know, we'll cover, cover your rent. Yeah. We'll cover the rent and whatever. Yeah. And, um, I did not, I, I had no idea it would be what it is now. I think what happened is it was a very particular moment in time and nothing like, like what we have here existed before mm-hmm. then. True. And I think if there's a demand for something, the demand can be there all day long. If there's no one to meet that demand, it just falls flat. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happened without me really realizing it is that there was a demand. And I, I mean, I really, I really was so naive. I didn't like go and do market research and like, Hey, are you interested in a yoga studio? I was just like, this sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was very naive, very, very naive um, of me, but the demand was there. And the more people that came, the more people that connected to what we were doing, it just grew and grew and grew to, to what it is now. So. And you said connected, and I'm thinking this whole time, it's kind of full circle almost for you. You grew up in a community, uh-huh. <laughs> and you've created a community. Yeah. And to go off of what you're saying, nothing against any gym out there that's doing yeah, big-time yoga no fitness way. stuff, but... There is, you're missing a sense of community, mm-hmm. which I think would be a full circle for the whole yoga mm-hmm. yeah. and what it's doing and yeah. you're with other people that might be possibly dealing with the same stuff you yes. are. And so you're all working together as one unit mm-hmm. to, you know, and I'm here, I'm, I've never done yoga. Mm-hmm. I've done the P90X fitness <laughs> right. for stretching purposes. And we did some for pictures. And we did some for pictures. Yeah, you did. You did a great job. But, and it was fun. But <laughs> I, was, I am assuming, and I can imagine being a part of a community that has done stuff like that together, I know how it helps. Yeah, I think I think that element is missing. And I think also the other elements, like I, I and I'm not, you're right, I'm not saying anything about fitness, only yoga. Because right. what I've always said and what I really deeply believe is like, those people are still rolling out their mats. Right. You know, the, yeah. the practice of yoga, in my experience and the experience, I think, of so many other people is that it, it has a it has power. It's mm-hmm. a strong it, it forces you to look at yourself in a very critical way and not in a criticism type of perspective, but in like, like a self-improvement. And yeah. And just self-awareness. Like, yeah. why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Even if it's like, why am I moving my leg this way? Mm-hmm. There's a, an <laughs> aspect of it, an element of it that involves so much self-study. And I think in a fitness, so even if they're rolling out their mats, they're getting there. Even if it's just fitness, right? That might be where it starts. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't knock that because it is an access point for a lot of people. Um, and then the sense of community, it's like the great equalizer, especially here Mm -hmm. where we don't have set prices. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know if someone on the mat next to you paid $3 or paid $20, You, you don't know. And I think when we limit the demographic and we say everybody who comes to yoga has to be able to afford 15 to $20 a class, what you've done then is you've taken out large segments of the population who could absolutely benefit from a stress-reducing, anxiety-reducing movement meditation practice mm-hmm. and just really can't afford it. Right. So you've, it's like a way that we make it accessible and then also we just equalize it. You know, it's an equalizer. So on this topic of community, um, we're actually, we're about to get to our final question, but I have one more question I want you to talk about uh, before that, and that's your philanthropy. 
So we mentioned this earlier that uh, a lot of the money from here does go to charity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want you to talk about that. Sure. So we so there's kind of two branches in the, in the studio. One is the studio itself, which yeah. is space, yoga studio. And then we have a nonprofit arm, which is called Project Create Space. And the difference <clears throat> with those two is that the, the classes that happen in the building of the studio are under the umbrella of Space Yoga Studio. And those classes are supported meaning like the overhead, the building, the teachers, mm-hmm. those classes are supported through the payments that people make when they come in for donated classes. Right. Of course. The nonprofit is what we <clears throat> use to run classes in the community. So they are done outside the so these walls are of free this classes, basically. We offer classes at no cost. Mm-hmm. I don't like the word free. No cost. No cost classes. Okay, nice. Um, we offer no-cost classes in facilities around the CSRA. Okay. Um, so, for example, we have classes for veterans uh, with PTSD twice a week at the VA hospital. We are in the Richmond County school system where we work with children who have behavioral issues, behavioral struggles. We work with um, several nonprofits, both in addiction recovery, rehabilitation, and also um, elderly with things like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, uh, yeah. dementia. Wow. And then we also are in the Georgia Department of Corrections. So we have once a week wow. class in the in the prison system here. We did not get that the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. First take. Yeah. Come on. So we, awesome. and, and that's, take. I tried to get it all in there, but we, we are constantly adding programs. So it's hard for me to get them all, like, I mean, you know, yeah. remember. That's but, incredible. But the nonprofit, that supports the classes we do in the community. So okay. we have a lot of really fabulous instructors who donate their time. And then if we can, via grants or donations, we pay the instructors to do that work. But really crucial to the mission is that it is no cost for the facilities and it's no cost for the individuals. So essentially, we we just roll up in there with some yoga mats and we say, hey, we're going to help you. <laughs> wow. Basically. That's, That's exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, it is. Which is awesome. Full circle. It is. And, you know, we do on Saturday mornings, we have one class called Community Yoga. It's at 10 a.m. And 100% of those funds go directly into the nonprofit. So that one class does support the work we do in the community. That's really cool. So I, we always (laughs) like to ask a question and I know you're aware of it. You know this question. I do. You might answer it the same. I feel like I gave a brilliant answer last time and I don't even remember. I'll salvage it and I'll make a uh, script from it and we'll have you read from it in the future. I love it. (laughs) Well, I spoke from my heart, so I'm assuming similar things will come out. There you go. So we, (laughs) And this is a special one because you're the first of 2020. First of 2020. Oh, okay. we didn't actually intend this originally, but, but uh, hey, excited we're going to start it. out the year. Uh, Starting strong. Yeah, start out dropping the disc like this. So um, <laughs> that was a nice rhyme. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we like right. to ask, what does dropping the disc from the word disgusta mean mm-hmm. to you? Okay, so the word disgusta. First of all, it's a terrible word. It yeah. just sounds disgusting. disgusting. It Ugly. really does. It's yeah. and and I grew up because I'm from this area. I grew up hearing that you two are babies and you're mm-hmm. considerably younger. Thank you. Um, and so I, I was age well. You don't know. Oh really? Are you seventy? Close. Okay. Good. He's, Benj- he's very like impressive. Are you seventy? Uh, <laughs> whoa! Wow! Wow! wow. No. It's funny wow. when you ask him, but you can't. Actually, ask I'm 75. Jokes on you. Wow, you age very well. Thank you. you. Look very, yeah, you thank look you. Very it's good. hair color. Um, <laughs> no, so um, yeah, so I grew up hearing that word, and because I say you're younger, because I was when your podcast first popped up, I was like, whoa, people are still doing that. It was they sort are, of like yeah. an older in my mind. It was like a previous generation thing. Yeah. Um, <clears> and the reason for that is because 
in my mind, I feel like it's already been dropped in a lot right. of ways. You know, I grew up here, moved away for graduate school and then came back. And the Augusta that I came back to was so dramatically different than the Augusta that I remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a group, a member of a group of many individuals who are my age still now and who have businesses actually, right. who spent a lot of time saying, disgusted, this is horrible. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. But, you know, your family brings you back. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, I think, have found, like, just a lot of joy to come back and go, whoa, there's a lot of possibility here. And I think not just with those people, but with a lot of the business owners, there are just some a lot going on. There's a lot of hope um, for the future. And I think there's a revitalization happening. Um, And I think for me, dropping the disc means, like, leaning into that hope, leaning into what's possible in Augusta, which, you know, I don't think a lot of people saw years and years ago. And now I think people are seeing mm-hmm. not just business owners, but new people coming to Augusta. It's got right. so many great things. It's got the river. It's got all these fantastic businesses. It's got Somerville, which is really mm-hmm. up and coming, by the way. It is. I love mm-hmm. Somerville. I've always love loved it. it. Yep. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's like moving forward in a progressive way, you know, leaning into the hope that it can be better and actually just acknowledging that it is. It is. It's not disgusta. It's lovely gusta. <laughs> That's the next name of this podcast. <laughs> lovely 2020. Gusta. Lovely 2020. Gusta, Monica, Monica, thank you for having us for a second yeah. time. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Happy New Year. We actually Happy faked this whole thing so we could come talk to you again. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, thanks. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Yeah, Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>